you want the flowers to grow, you gotta take the lid off the pot. Honestly, we just, we absolutely love coming. If this doesn't prove it, driving from Houston to Little Rock, playing a show and driving back to Houston, Little bit of madness, but a lot of love. We love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, welcome to Slappercast episode 225. That's a slappy number if I've ever heard one. Yes. Anyway, welcome to uh, the highway. We're on our way to uh, Little Rock, Arkansas on a sunny Sunday afternoon, 77 degrees, 32% humidity, barometers. Yeah, middle of the road. Last night we were in a place called Trilogy Coffee House in uh, Old Town Spring, which is just north of Houston, south of Huntsville. Huntsville, sorry. Fun, fun little room. Yeah. Thanks to Allison for booking it and Carrie for uh, caffeinating the crap out of us. Yeah. Uh, that was that was some good coffee. It was, yeah. A friend of ours, Gary Todd. Uh, said seven o'clock. That's kind of early for you. I said, Gary, they got coffee, and the coffee was fantastic. Chris and Lori showed up. Yep. Also, uh, V, the artist formerly known as Dorian Vicente. Nice to see him again. Yeah. But Old Town Spring, man. What a beautiful little town. Yeah. There's no corporate bullshit in there. Our friend uh, Bradley Morrow from um, Black House Cigars. I don't know if anybody here's a cigar smoker, but if you like hand-rolled premium uh, cigars, just uh, watching that guy work is mind-blowing. We've, we've played there a couple of times. We've done a couple of his, uh, we've, we, we did one New Year's party for him there. We did a uh, uh, his anniversary. Okay. So he's just opened so Black House Cigars in Old Town Spring. He just opened up Black House Tavern across the way. And they're doing fish and chips and they're doing all kinds of it. The, the, the reviews have been tremendous. And we were supposed to go, I was supposed to take everybody to eat there yesterday uh, before the show. But uh, we sat in traffic in Conroe. There was a road closure on Interstate 45. So we sat for an hour in traffic. Anyway, but Old Town Spring and North Houston, get a chance, go see it. Wonderful little place. Yeah, very clean. Yeah, and, and like I say, no corporate, there's no Star Wars, no bullshit. It's got real coffee shops, real uh, uh, gifts, you know, uh, handcrafted gifts. And where did we get the burgers from? I forgot the name. You forgot the name? Yeah. Not good, huh? Yeah. The, the food was good, though. I was really surprised. I had a habanero uh, jalapeno burger, and uh, uh, I wish I wasn't in such a hurry to slam it down my throat. That was pretty good. Yeah, it's a very small stage, but we've had smaller. We've had smaller. Yeah. She she said. Yeah, I was like, come on, that was a softball set up there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was saying last night. I was Patrick and I had had coffee there before. Uh, but I hadn't really, I didn't know that, I guess I didn't retain the fact that they have beer there as well. So it's, it's perfect. It's, it's actually very, lent the, the room lends itself very well to a rock and roll show. I wasn't really expecting it to be so uh, welcoming to, to our brand of entertainment, but it really was. It seemed very comfortable in there. Yeah, they have everything there too. It was nice. They have a couple of, you know, decent acoustic guitars yeah. on the wall. They got a PA set up ready to go. Which we did not use. We used our own. But, yeah, I really would have liked to have, have spent some time there, which I will. I stopped in recently to 
see Bradley over at Black House Cigars, and uh, that, and then after I saw him, I get a phone call from Allison at Trilogy saying, "Hey, why don't you play?" So I think Bradley, Bradley went to work immediately. Which Bradley is he is uh, not just a, a incredible businessman, but he is a he's a network network monster. He, the guy doesn't sleep. He just so his uh, cigar shop is also a uh, membership. They sell memberships. It's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you get a code when you become a member. You become a code. You, you, become a, you get a code, and you're able to go in there anytime. That place is yours. You have a locker. They have games. They've got guitars. They've got uh, uh, TVs. They've got lounge areas. I mean, just everything that you need to go and just have a little home away from home. Yeah. And nicest bunch of people in there. We drove in from Houston this morning, no big deal. But uh, we uh, we haven't been to bed as, uh, for a while. The, the cocaine in Houston's gotten really good. So uh, we're gonna get through this shit real fast tonight, all right? In case you, in case you got somewhere to be, Margaret. Anything new? What's, what's new in the rock and roll world? What is new? We got a couple new songs. Yeah, we're working on some stuff. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Hoping to be recording soon. We definitely re- we're recording next month in Austin. You know, that's right, yeah. Oh, is it this month or next month? This month. Is it it's this month. Maybe it's this month. Yeah, we, it is next month now. It is, too. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to Austin to record with a guy named Brandon Johnson, but we're going to go to his studio and uh, track a song and uh, see, see, see if we like them, they like us, blah, blah, blah. See what happens. Looking forward to that. And then... Uh, We've got the we've got the Ireland flyers, boys and girls. But not not flyers. Yes. These are the uh, postcards. Write to your mother. Or is it word to your mother? What is it? Yeah, write to your mother. Send her a postcard. So we pick these up at the show, and uh, we're going to um, we're going to be leaving these at all the clubs that we that we play. Obviously, got the dates where we're going through October through November, but we're going to be doing it every year at the same time. So take it with it, hang it on the fridge, scare the kids. Yeah. Also, it's going to be print materials. Yeah. Yes. We're going to be visiting a whole lot of Molly's pubs. This one, one, uh, well, one Murphy's pub, which is technically a Molly's. But these are not the only shows we're playing in June. And next month, we're going back up to Weston. Yep. Oh, wild, wild world of Weston. We added, we added uh, barley corns in Wichita, Kansas. We're going to do that on the Thursday. We're going to be playing with a band called the Sassanox. Um, regular uh, Slappercast viewers will recall us talking about them before. Our good friends John and Matt Werner and the whole gang of the Sassanox. They're uh, an eight-piece band out of, I think, eight or nine-piece band out of uh, just just outside of Wichita. And they do a bunch of Flog and Molly and Dropkick Murphys and... Uh, Hogs and all kinds of stuff, and the nicest people you're, you're ever going to be. Just yeah. we met them at Weston, and of course, you know the, the the town the town motto of Weston is "Wanker Free Weston." No dickheads allowed. You're not allowed. You just have to be. You have to be one of the cool kids to be with. So we met Matt and uh, Colleen, his wife. That's how he pronounces it. That's not long story. We met them in O'Malley's in Weston, 
and just became fast friends out there. So anyway, we're going to open for them in Barley Court because it's we're playing Western the next night. We're driving straight to there. It's a long story, but so we're going to open and then they're going to go. So we're finally getting to play with our friends, the Sassanach. So we're uh, very excited. So Thursday is going to be Wichita, Kansas. Friday, Saturday, O'Malley's, Weston. And then Sunday, we have a tentative, which I cannot divulge that information because it's not set in stone. And I want to spring it on them before I spring it on you. It's a, think of it as an act of love. Well, we wanted to do an acoustic set for you today, but unfortunately, somebody sold their acoustic guitar for hair products. And it wasn't the bass player. Harley Quinn, that was the first show I played with you guys. That's tell, right. Tell us about that, Baby Gap. Baby Gap. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. Was it the first song? Second song. I think it was the second song. Second song. Yeah, I think it was second song. Nerves. Nerves were pretty high. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I think we opened with Slappers. Yeah. I can't remember what the second song was. We opened, I think, with Slappers. That was the first song we did. But then we, the second song, somewhere in the middle of that song, that's when my drum seat just snapped and just fell to the floor. I was like, what do I do? It was all like, I know we've talked about this before, but, but your face when you looked back at me was like, something looks off with you. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was great. So it'd yeah. be fun to go back there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that seat's in the trash. I was like, you're gone. Yeah, so so what happened was, what what, what, what Turbo was leaving out here is the seat. The rod. The, yeah, the rod just went, just collapsed into this, into the seat. So he lost all the height on the, on the seat. And I looked back there and it looked like a, a three-year-old trying to play a drum set because his arms are up here. And he's like playing way above his head. And as, my knees were so high above my, my waist. I was like playing like this. And I, and I feel like I, I was sitting on the floor. <laughs> well, I was saying before, you know, as you were starting that, that, that story, was the nerves were already high. This is our first time playing. We just essentially just hired him just to get take on the road. Yeah. And then we jump into this, and the dirty gentleman in uh, Wichita, they had opened. The show played really well. and so you know you want to, you, you want to come in and you want to just give you know play well yeah you yeah. want to you, you you want to show what you got and it was just so funny of course all the tests that could have happened happened and it just nice nicely played and and, and, to, and to get out of it without without whining without you know of all the drummers that we've gone out you know semi cold and we, it wasn't cold with Turbo we had rehearsed with, with him but there was, there was you know a little bit of nervousness right before that first note dropped but I, I should say like from that moment on when you started playing I, I was telling him that he, he's I've been the least nervous <laughs> because I didn't have to I knew I didn't have to babysit you like every single second of every single song but you were you were going to be able to hang on through all the hairpin turns and everything that we have and that was just a testament to you to how just how confident you are. You're just kind of exude, you know, even when things are kind of on edge. You're like, I got it, I got it. You know, we're good. I'm not leaving you. Yeah, that's something yes, else. Dude, thank you. And that's saying a lot because we played with a lot of drummers. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. 
I just never like, oh my god, no matter what, don't stop. Like, just keep going. <laughs> just yeah. play through it like you're fine. But as we were going through each song, because you're kind of going into the next songs, I was trying to... I was like, man, we got a long show. It's going to be brutal sitting like this the whole time. So I was lowering everything down, like one drum at a time, <laughs> as I could get it down, you know, <laughs> to try to make it so it didn't look so obvious. Yeah. But my knees were like, I just remember my knee was like this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, if I could do that, this would be fine. Yeah. But there's so many of those catastrophe style moments that, that uh, the one that comes to mind for me is we were playing Austin and it was Paddy's Day or it was, a, it was a big 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 event and they had put a tent over the whole street and I mean just wall to wall people uh, Fado had given us the headlining slot blah 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 and we went on there and just nerves are just just, just incredibly yeah just and we started and it was of course first song and the guitar strap of my uh, guitar just just fell off. So I'm holding the guitar and I'm like trying to hold the guitar. The guitar is like fallen, and I've got my knee up and I'm trying to I'm trying to balance it, push it back up because I can't I can't play. I can't. I'm just holding it. I don't want it to fall. And uh, the late our, our good friend, the late Patrick Fleming jumped up I didn't know this guy at this time but we became fast friends after that but he uh, jumped up and he grabbed the, the the strap and the thing and he put it back on so because I'm singing and we're trying to keep this yeah. song together and, and he jumped up and he and he just tapped me on the shoulder and goes sounds great you're doing great you know I was like I like that kid yeah so that was uh, that was the the moment where I was like alright now we got it you know, thanks to him, you can't recover from that. You can, you can muddle through it and whatnot, but it's just you—you you can't. You know, it's—it's it's one of those things. You're just trying to do so much to to just keep it going. And the thing, one of the things that we don't do in this band is we do not train wreck song. We don't stop the, we don't let the song die. You know, and you know, sometimes it's to our detriment, but. Right to to keep you know just just keep it going you yeah know? that's what so. I was I remember that that's happened a few times either you managed to to, to, to solve it yourself or, or like yeah somebody like Patrick jumps on stage but I can't do anything if I'm if I'm in the middle of playing a song yeah because then it's gonna fall apart even more yeah if the bass disappears so I'm just standing there going shit <laughs> oh man it's those moments where you're like just gotta handle it yeah. yeah. What's your what's your moment, Chad? What's your stage moment that comes in? Fuck. Man, I've had my strap pop off too. I, and I would just have to go down to my I'd have to go down on my knees. And there's a couple of times I remember doing that, and I just couldn't move because there was no way I could get around to put the strap back on. And everybody would be looking at me like, "What the hell are you doing?" So I got a good one for you. The uh, or one that comes to mind is uh, I'm gonna say probably 16 years old and we're it was me my brother and this guy Eric Griegel and it was us three and we're like we're gonna enter the city talent show and it was down like underneath the London Bridge and uh, so we entered us three we're going in there as this band and uh, you get to play one song right you only get one so many minutes so we made up a song 
I can't even remember the name of the song. We Brother made a hate. Huh? Okay. <laughs> that would have been awesome. It's almost as good. Oh, man. Have I told that story on the podcast? I don't think so. Oh, God. That's just one of my favorite moments in life. Yes, I know. It was, uh, but we start playing, and the song's called Mustard Jam. That's the name of the song. I swear to God. Mustard Jam. And my brother's like, can we none bleep, of us. Can we bleep that on the show, though? <laughs> I don't know. If it's... You don't want that? That's how. No, None of us. There's no singers in the band, so my brother's like, "Well, I'm gonna talk, and like, we're gonna make this. I'm gonna talk through these parts, and we kind of wrote a song where we played for a little bit, and then he talks, and we kind of made a song like this because we were like, we are doing this battle of the band, or uh, ta- it was a talent show. It wasn't like a battle of the band, it was like a talent show. We wanted to do it really bad, and uh, well, anyway, we start playing. Some dude, some kid, like a. Well, I say kid now, but he was older than us at the time, gets on stage and he's kind of like, you know, like mosh pitting by himself on stage when he hits my brother's amp, oh, knocks it over, the cord snaps inside of it, done. We're done. He can't get the amp back on. Next thing you know, we only had like three or five minutes. I forget how long we had. Five minutes, I think you got. And uh, that was it. We literally played maybe 20 seconds. And that was it. And so... And you won. No, heck no. <laughs> they came over and gave us the participation thing before it was even over. Like, they were like, <laughs> oh man, I was so mad at this kid. I don't remember his name, but I remember seeing him in high school. Like, oh, oh I remember uh, his name. You're my mortal enemy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, I was kind of like, I think I played maybe 10 seconds. Like, yeah. it was that quick. Oh. It was 20 seconds worth of music. Like, oh, damn. Yeah. Anyway, but. That was it. We're like, maybe we shouldn't do the talent shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was another band that was real popular in town and kind of older guys. And, yeah. and uh, called Gut Fiddle. We looked up to them. Like, we just thought, man, they were the coolest. And they all came. Yeah. Like, a lot of them came to see. And, uh, epic fail. Yeah. It's a crash. Did you ever enter a talent show, Chad? Talent show? Um, or beauty contest? Awesome music, yes. I, I guess early teens. No, was, yeah, mid teens. A friend of mine, uh, Clive McDonald, called me up and he goes, uh, You play guitar, right? And I go, Yeah, good, good. You're playing bass in my thing. We're entering this talent contest. I said, Why do you need? No, uh, you know, I, I don't know how. People just come over and, and play with us and just see what you So I went over and I hated it. It was three chords and. Uh, but you know, he goes, "Come on, come on, we'll do it." Just you know, oh. and uh, unlike unlike our little friend in uh, in uh, trilogy coffee, uh, I was the only one with long hair. The other guys kind of looked like they, you know, just just got out of prep school. So um, we uh, we rehearsed this. I think there was three songs. You got you know X amount of minutes. They they, they had three original songs and. We, we decided we were going to go go do this thing, and I said, okay, I'll do it. So I show up, and on the day I wore a T-shirt and said, fuck off and die, you know, jeans, and, you know, I dressed up like I was going to play, like, a, a Slayer concert or something. And uh, and those guys, I show up in their little corduroy pants and their... their uh, uh, Polo. Yeah. We're at the gig, and it's a whole bunch of, like, you know, like... Mary had 
Chinatown. You know, just all these different kinds of things. I'm, I'm wearing, wearing this shirt. I was going, oh, I guess I misread the room. So uh, we got up, we made, and I just completely forgot. Completely forgot everything that we had practiced. So I just started, like, just going, you know, <laughs> pretending like I knew it. And uh, we got a write-up in the paper. One nothing. Well, we got a write up in the paper, and they were like, "Yeah, nice shirt." <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they talked about the energy being pretty good. Blah blah blah. You know, and wow. My t-shirt, but those, 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 that's those, awesome. Yeah, and I completely. How forgot. old were you? Eighteen? Oh no, early like uh, 15, 15, 14, 15, Yeah. Oh man, those years are the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, no talent show, Mister uh, Elemental Penguin. Never, never. Entered it. No, I mean, the closest I've been to that was when uh, the change was in the Battle of the Hands. It's not exactly the same thing. Kind of is, isn't it? But this was at Fitzgerald's. Yeah. We, we made it all the way to the finals. It was a pretty big deal. Who won? A band called The Rain. Uh, R-E-I-G-N. G-N, yeah. I think I've told the story before. It was one of those, one of those fun sort of momentous nights yeah. for us because Fitzgerald's was packed it was, it was upstairs at Fitzgerald's absolutely packed to the gills my mom was there my dad and his, and his wife were there they were dancing I'm pretty sure we did, this, we did Ziggy's Artist in our set too what? which I sang in that band I thought we, I thought we and, wrote uh, that I think dad was up with his wife dancing while I was singing Ziggy's Artist so, that's cool yeah it's awesome yeah I was just remembering a, a story uh, talking about Catastrophes. Yeah, and that, this this one where we, we kind of uh, triumphed. Uh, one of the many times I had trouble with my bass amp. I can't remember what the problem was in this particular case. There was a period. There's a period there where both you and I were having amp troubles a lot, and it almost always turned out to be the cable. <laughs> it was anything wrong with the amp or the instrument. But in this case, I I forget which amp it was. It just completely crapped out. And somehow we managed to cobble together. Remember this. We had, we had one of the JBL speakers that we yes. had, like an extra one with us, I guess. I'm not sure why. So I, I just plugged directly into that. And uh, that was my bass amp for the rest of that night. That was yep. at the Old City Pub. And it actually turned out all right. <laughs> Didn't sound too bad. It was better, better than a piece of shit app you had. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't remember which amp that was. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, th- those nights kind of show you who you're dealing with as well. You know, when you have the, oh, it's the end of the world. You know, that you have that guy or you yeah. have the, you know, the... big app. Yeah. You know, um, the, 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 I've told the story before, but when we played that, um, there was a cancellation for this big festival up on the river in Ohio or something. We get this call, we go up, we play this show, we headline this show, this, you know big screens on each side of the thing that massive thing we get a big intro we get all the stuff and my fucking app just craps out we ended up playing acoustic guitar direct yeah, yeah the stage was no help at all oh yeah it just everybody disappeared they're just gone. I mean up until the moment where we hit the stage we had we had uh, they were, yeah, two big roadies yeah. we had we had you know everything you know dusting the floor off beneath our feet you know just everything you could imagine and more and then as soon as we hit the stage, they were everything gone. gone. It's like yeah. they, were, they were all like union guys, and they were just yeah, like, oh, exactly right. gone. Like a great and, time. Yeah, and we were was... just in, in hell. And then 
kind of come out with a set let's go no we can't do that one can't do that one can't do that it was just all these songs to where you know so all those people that show up for this you know big show and we don't even get to show them what we can do we're, we're, you know it, it's frustrating but we didn't we didn't stop we didn't you know we just made it happen uh, you know it was even worse uh, which was bass dance remember when we played Spring Fang yeah we were talking about it recently oh yeah and we were told there'd be a back line oh my god which there was except no bass amp. And so the guy had, the guy, the band before us, I forget which band it was, he had an amp up there, and so me and, and the uh, sound guys were going, hey, is it all right if this next band uses your amp? He's like, oh, yeah, sure. And then they finish, and then he starts breaking down his amp. And then we're still asking him, what, are you going to leave your amp? Are we going to, next band use your amp? He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. As he's taking it, literally as he's taking it off the stage, he keeps saying, yeah, yeah, I got you, man. I'm like, fucking asshole. So the sound guys, the only way we could figure this out, because I had no, this was before Patrick and I were still using amps, we didn't have direct. Yeah, that was right. So we, there was, the only way it could go direct was for the, the sound guy manager to cobble out this, this crazy, you know, cobble together, like a uh, hybrid cable that was uh, like, it, was, it wasn't even an instrument cable, it was a speaker cable to an XLR. Yeah. And it was like maybe about six feet long. So I had to stand like right by the soundboard, plug directly into the soundboard. I, he tried to do his best to put me through the monitor that I had, but I couldn't. I literally could not hear a damn or feel a damn thing that I was playing. Was just, that was the only time I think I played a show where I was just going completely on, you know, muscle memory. No, couldn't hear a note, couldn't feel a note. But it was still a fun show. <laughs> yeah, very interesting crowd there. Was it like four in the morning by the time we went on? Or something no, like it was late. It wasn't that late. It was after midnight though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. but but they they they. they they didn't put us on the right slot. They told us where, you know, we were going on 11 or something, you know, but it was the prime spot. But then they put the, it wasn't the Pink Floyd thing, that went on after us. That was after us, yeah. But, yeah, the, the, but the people that were on before us, it's, it's, I, I can't, I don't like to, I'm good at it, but I don't like to put down other bands. But when you're playing covers and nothing but covers and sticking exactly to the you know you're, you're, you're carbon copying the cover you're not putting anything new into it when you're just doing that you can you can pretty much go on in 2 o'clock in the afternoon when everybody's still napping you know you don't need to be you know what I mean it's just and not adding anything to your stage show everybody was just standing there and just yeah like they were like they were strapped to the soundboard and couldn't move right. the cable you know so you know that was that was the annoying part of, of, of that day but again everybody was incredibly nice and cordial yeah. and um, you know not, not like it's such a strange profession that we have chosen you know the, to, to yeah I'll, I'll put myself in harm's way you know I'll, I'll put myself in the company of Egypt's to to you know to perform and to you know and then you're at the mercy of the sound guy at the mercy of the weather you're at the mercy of the things ah, yeah. oh if only we could work it for contour balance uh, <laughs> soon I know hey. he's, he's, everybody will yes. work for are you all working for me yes what are we going to do today Pinky yeah <laughs> same thing we do every day yes Pinky change the world one smile at a time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
man. Yeah. Turbo Bezos. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you would do me a big, big, big favor, like you haven't done enough, well, put your hands together for the light of my life, Miss Tara Devlin, my daughter, she came with us today. Right there. Now, not too much, not too much. We only brought her along in case the van breaks down. She's gonna push it. Sorry, do you have any like band band horror stories? Like, where something went wrong? And... I don't know. Like, other than the occasional, I don't know if this happened. I think this happened more my sophomore year, where it would just be like the something like we're performing and the maybe like the battery is off from the actual band. Oh, really? And, like, I think there was one part <laughs> in our so like it was my sophomore year show. Where the front ensemble was always like going too fast, and they were playing it too fast, and we were behind, and we were trying to play like upbeats, you know, like in, like corresponding like back and forth uh, phrases together, and they would always go ahead of us, and they would always get. I think it's because they were at the front, and they can have a clearer view of the person conducting. Um, so just that would happen sometimes at competitions, and we, I, I personally be like. I can't. Can't do it. Because when someone's off time, it's just it's too. It sticks out. Sticks out too much to me. Yeah. Not some people don't hear it at first, but right. I hear it like almost, almost as soon as it happens. Yeah. And I immediately know something's off. So they have to concentrate extra hard just to yeah. make sure you're saying. So that. something yeah. like that, or um, there was one time during. I think this was during rehearsal. Where we're trying to do like a backwards march, the trombone, like a line, the trombones were like a diagonal line, and I forgot who tripped over who, but the guy in front of one of the fresh, the freshman at the time, like fell on him and his whole like bell like bent, and he had to get it fixed in like the same day. Oh which wow! He did, thankfully, but it was just at the time it was like, oh no. Gosh. Yeah, we got a foot like we're football games football season's coming up and we have a broken trombone already. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, stuff I, like that. I went to see one of your recitals at Sam Houston and uh and you it was just you and the pianist and this uh, phenomenal pianist was was backing you up and credit to your to your internal clock because you had missed a phrase. Yeah. You just kind of panicked. It looked like you panicked for a second. But your recovery was, which was stuff that I look for all the time in, in you know, in, in the way I play and sing. Sometimes I'll get way, way behind or way, way ahead of it, you know, on purpose. Yeah. And I'll try to recover. It's just one of those things I like to do. I like that moment of, fuck. Yeah. But, you know, but your credit to your, because I, I thought, oh, that's it. The song's dead. And you had recovered it, but the, the way that you had kind of pulled it back into the phrase was, yeah, was, was just, but I, I remember the, the, uh, she was, uh, um, uh, this, this pianist was, was, she was Asian and she had not shown much emotion in, 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 in her play. Her hands seemed to show all the excitement of the thing she would, you know, the, the more dramatic that the, the, the piece got, she would, but stoic, very, 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 uh, yeah, very, very blind look. But I remember that one point she kind of smirked, like, nicely done. You know, she had that, it wasn't a smirk, it was the congratulatory, uh, you know, 
nice, nice recovery. But that was good. I remember that. Because I remember when we rehearsed it together, I would stop, and she says, "Don't stop, don't yes. stop." You know, you keep going, keep going. And that time, I didn't stop. I just kind of, like, I may have like stopped for a breath, but then, you know, like, kept playing on. I think she appreciated that because yeah. I had learned to do that in high school. They teach you how to do. They taught you how to do that because we would do solo and ensemble and like play in front of judges and stuff. Yeah. And I had done that. I had made that kind of same mistake. I didn't stop, but I made the same mistake I did in the recital almost in my first ever solo. It was yeah. during the during like pandemic, so like we had very limited people. Um, but I remember playing my first ever solo for high school, solo and ensemble, and I remember I missed something, but I was too like focused, like tunnel visioned into the music that I just kept playing and the pianist like I don't I think she caught the part where I skipped to. Because I can't remember where I skipped to, but she caught me and she yeah. kept playing with me. Because, uh, you know, she knows the piece well enough. Yeah. Um, and I remember, you know, getting the judge, like, judge's notes back, and I got a superior rating, even though I skipped five measures. He said, yeah, you skipped five measures, but just, you know, your recovery was great, and the pianist obviously needed to follow you. So, you know, he said, great work otherwise. So I was like, I still got a superior rating, even though I yeah. like, just length for a second and yeah, skips yeah, four or five measures. When you, yeah, and when you have it internally like that, when you, you know, they, they you know, because you're never, you're never, the, the, the thing I love about playing music, it's, it doesn't matter what your instrument, you're never going to master it. You will always improve, but you're never going to master it. You're never going to be, you know, there's nobody on the planet that is the master of guitar or piano blah 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 it's just never you know it's that's what I love about it so but you can you and, and, and the people that are that are so good that don't really need to practice you know it's a whole new animal and I'll never understand that appreciate it but I, I just I, I, it doesn't make sense to me that somebody can just naturally have that ability and get really good you know but music is just it's so one breath I'm saying you know this is what we chose and we're at the mercy of all these elements and blah 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 but at the end of the day I, I, with all that said I wouldn't I wouldn't go anywhere else I wouldn't do anything else well maybe maybe culture levels backup plan yeah <laughs> yeah sorry and I also want to thank you again live music is dying. I, we go around the country all the time, and uh, there's very, very few places like this where everybody's here. Thank you so much. It means so much to us, and to Gene, and to your man behind the bar, Jerry. You got solo skill? No. You had the whole trip. We've been on the road for 18 hours. Uh, I'll do it that one if that helps you. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I can't kill a song I don't know. Oh, I know that one. Can't kill a song. Yes, you can. No okay, I'll go first then. Alright, good, do it. Alright, so I think I'm gonna kill first today. Right? We're killing songs? Kill. Kill. Shine. Do so. I would say last night, but this is a couple nights ago now. When we played at Trilogy. Yeah. They uh, after the show's over, we're packing up and you know they most places are playing music overhead. And uh it was a song came on. It was either Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. It was one of the one of those songs, and I don't think we ever figured out who it was. But it was one of those songs, and I'm like, I just never got into the boy band, you know, thing. Like I never was a big deal, so I'm killing the back 
uh, I'm killing the Backstreet Boys song, Everybody, that song, Everybody, and uh, I just feel like those bands are like the side B to the 90s, all songs, cop CDs that come out, so taking that song out. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't get into the the five or six of whatever it was choreographed and the the there's the bad boy and there's the thing so you talk about carbon copy I mean it's exactly the same as the other one don't it's say like new kids on the block it was all the same I mean yeah. is that the formula yeah I don't exactly I mean I don't know I can't tell one from the other I, mean, I was telling you this the other night was it, you know with the you know Adam the guy I played with he said he went to NSYNC and still like I don't know if it's to this day but I would bet he said it was the best show he's ever seen, hands down. And uh, for a moment there, I was like, maybe I should go see a show. Like, he had me almost convinced, and I was like, eh, yeah, I'm just going to pass on that. But so anyway, that's my song. I'm, I'm killing it. All right, then shine a light. I'm go gonna, for it. I'm going to shine a light. So this one was inspired. I was uh, watching a movie this last week uh, with uh, Stacy, and so we were watching Hunger Games, the original one. And... Uh, Lenny Kravitz was on there and so I want to shine a light on a Lenny Kravitz song don't give me that face that song Fly Away that he has I freaking love that song I always have I used to listen to it all the time and uh, now I freaking love it so I'm shining a light on it it's back in my playlist <laughs> this segment is a, is a testament to, to his patience that's alright you gotta reach out man I like that song I think you know it came out in the late 90s and it was like no man, I was kind of on my own back then and just doing those things. I just loved it. Yeah, it was a song I had on repeat. So I understand. Yeah, I'm not even justified, dude. I love that song. So I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna get you a poster. When's your birthday? I don't have a birthday. <laughs> hey, anyway, I shine a light on Lenny Kravitz song because he was in the movie and I went, oh man, what's that song I used to like? And then that's how that started. So that's my shine. Oh. I'm going to shine a light on a song by Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, the America. Don't say yeah. America. Oh my God. Just melody and lyrics. And I don't know if you've ever road tripped with your family. Of course, Chad's an only child. So, well, okay. Growing up, we're only child. He's got a brother now, Preston. Hi, Preston. I know he's watching. He's an avid slapper cast. All the uh, time. Well, yeah, he just sits and waits well, for these episodes that's, to that's pop it. up. And the, uh, but if you've ever been on road trips with your family as kids, you end up playing those games in the cars. I remember going through Germany and Italy and just go through these huge tunnels. We had to hold our breath. Oh, yeah. For what, you know, what it did. And the other thing, too, was back in the day, my sisters were all into this, uh, what, John Travolta and someone. We're in. Italy, and of course we're so racist as kids, we think everybody from Italy's name is Travolta, and there, there's John Travolta, you know, they, they used to, we, and we play games with the cars, and anyway, so that song to me was so playful, and so, uh, the, the melody of that song is, and of course their harmonies, yeah, second to none, yeah. but it's one of when best. you have that, when you have all those, uh, points in your, you know, your, not pressure, but, but when you have all those, um, when you check all those boxes of, of 
you know, harmony, melody, rhythm, you know, and then lyric content and yes. delivery. It's it, it's near it's nearly a fucking perfect song. Oh, it puts you in there. The lyrics yeah. through about the cigarette and, yeah. the, and everything is just so tactile. Really yeah, you know, so, just feel like yeah. you're in the not only in the song but in that. Especially even knowing, I guess you kind of have to know the seventies to feel like the seventies. Even I think the song was a song that was like late sixties. I guess when it came out. But it just makes me think of the early seventies. And that that song was a favorite of my father's. Uh, he he always associated it with. Uh, early family days of you know when I was still a baby and he and my mom were traveling from moving from New Jersey to Chicago and they're that road trip. And the line he always taught he always mentioned that he like really loved was that counting the cars on the New Jersey turnpike. Uh, that, that that line just made him emotional hearing that. And with that in mind, Davey and I selected that as a song that we the songs would be covered in Under the Covers. Wait, the late Dave The Dave late Dave Bryan? Bryan, yeah. Oh, man. And so Dad got to see us playing that. Uh, that was a, kind of a uh, pivotal moment in a relationship between me and my father that, that Davey was, uh, had a hand in make, making reality. So that was uh, that song means a lot to me. Well, fuck it then. Now I'm going to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, that and that song, again, being on the radio at the time, when, when you're traveling and stuff like that, it even as a kid, it, it I, I don't know, it, it, it found a place in my head and it would just sat there and it, it, it became a part of my DNA. It was one of those, and then when 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 you don't hear it for a while and it pops back up and you hear it, and then all those aforementioned, so just just all, all the, the 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 song is so brilliant, but then all the mem- memories that it conjures up in the, in a second. Yeah. Is oh we're in Louisiana. Welcome to Louisiana. Hey. Um, oh, before we move on too, when, when Davey and I used to do that song, I Davey, didn't even finish the sentence. So oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Davey would Davey would take the high harmony, the the, the Garfunkel yeah. part. Yeah. That, I can't even sing it right now. You hear that high that high part that you Garfunkel does again during the chorus. <clears throat> you hear know, that that high yeah. note in the last. That Davey would take that part. He just didn't even sound like him singing it. He just nailed it every time. So anyway. Well, Davey, you know, we 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 spoken. Well, you you can't talk. You can't say enough good things about our Davey. Um, but he, uh, uh, I I I never I never forget. We back in the Outback Pub, nineties, uh, mid nineties, uh, Richmond Strip, Houston, Texas. We 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 had we had a Beatles night, and all these guys, all these just, you know. Uh, just Beatle connoisseur, Beatle know-it-all, Beatle, you know. And, and, and again, I wasn't that. I, I always loved the Beatles, but I was never, I, I, you know, I never dissected their songs like these guys supposedly had. But I, I, I'll never forget that one time where they're, 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 they were a band was on the stage and it was this mix of all these different players from all these different Richmond Strip cover bands. And they'd all got together to do this Beatles, the Beatles song. And so they're, they're on the stage and they're doing a really good rendition of one of these songs. And Davey standing beside me and he goes, he's kind of shaking his head. And I was like, what? What is wrong with you? He's going, they're leaving out the best part. They're missing the best part. Yeah. And he sang the high harmony 
on one of these things. And as soon as he did, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And the song was ruined for me. Yeah. This band was playing their hearts out. They're doing their best. And Davey sings that part in my ear. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It was, uh, even even now, even, adios amigo. Uh, even now, it just having, having that memory yeah. of that thing it was like, oh my God, you know, Dave, Davey was just yeah, it was a superb just, musician. It was unreal because you, you hear him singing his normal stuff. Yeah. You would think that if a Beatles sing, he would be doing the John Lennon parts, like, which he did sometimes when we sing it. But yeah, he, he, he his range was, was was crazy. It was really good. And, and, and his, his, uh, his uh, stamina when it came to note holding and to oh my god that guy could he he could hold a note it was, it was like that circular breathing he could hold a note yeah. for, for 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 months on end it was just incredible incredible anyway so um, the song I'm going to kill is uh, is uh, oh this is it's tough. I just wanted to kill a Chicago song just because, <laughs> but uh, but I won't. Oh come on! Well, I just can't remember. I just don't know any of the names of. They I don't, come I don't out know of, the name of the one I'm killing. So. Huh? I don't know the name of the song I'm killing. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it's the. Uh, uh, okay, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll just I'm going to do a broad swipe today, but just anything Peter Satira and solo. his solo stuff for oh, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. All gone. Good night. So, okay. wow. kind of a cop out, but I'm, I have a name. Yeah, episode no name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Satira, fuck you, so bad. Anyway, so that's about to be. Chad, you're up. All right. Like I said, I don't know the title of the song. I don't know who the artist is. Maybe somebody can enlighten me. And I'm gonna. You probably won't even be able to recognize it from my mangled impersonation of it but the it has that that riff and then the chorus is uh you know I can't I can't do it well just just do a regular voice don't do it Whatever the fuck that is, I hate that song. I, I can't hear it. Can you do it one more time? No. <laughs> I, I seriously couldn't hear it. Do it again. Which part? The whole thing. The, the, the last part. I think. Do you remember that movie that with that one guy? That part That's what it's like right now. Are you smelling toast right now, Chad? Toast. Burnt toast. No. Heart attack. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds annoying. So. Yeah. Kill it. Yeah. It's it's a recent song, like in the past ten years. Okay. Uh, okay. And so the line or the song I'm gonna shine a light on, which is this is an unusual one. Wait, did you just make all that up? Is that just made up? Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like that's just. <laughs> He's no, like, I'm going to earworm these guys all day to I, think of a song I swear, that I just made up. I'll find it and I'll play it and you'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I want to say that I'm, I want to say that I'm, that I know what you're talking about. All right. So, so song I'm shining light on. Yes. This is an unusual one. Ooh, that's not like you. 
Um, well, this one is really unusual. The I, I found myself wondering. Like one of my favorite soundtracks of all time, of course, is the soundtrack to the first Star Wars movie. Some of the greatest symphonic music was ever written for a film by John Williams. So I, I found myself there's, there's one piece in there which is called uh, just named after the scenes that it's written for Ben's death the TIE fighter attack I think it's one of the greatest catchiest pieces of music that John Williams has ever written it also really struck me as something that would go really well in a rock like metal like a prog metal kind of thing so I started looking up to see if anybody's actually covered this it turns out quite a few people have not only did I find a prog metal cover of it, which is actually quite good, but also found one that plays it like a lounge act, like a lounge big band kind of thing. Um, but the band, the band that the, the piece that I found, the metal piece, there's a band called Galactic Empire, and uh, very well played. And I think you would even enjoy it, Patrick. Um, and the, the, the starts off with this like no, really to fucking fly away. Really, yeah. it's really, it's really heavy double double kick stuff that worked. <laughs> I'm not even hurt. It's fine. There, there's a lot of really heavy double kick there's stuff. There's still in the, time in the, in the <laughs> beginning part, which I think is a little bit overdone. But once it gets past that section, yeah, uh, it, it, there's like nothing I would would have done differently if I was even capable of playing music instruments the way these guys are playing. That that is my one. That that's my praise for this for this band and that piece. My criticism of them, though, is that when they perform, they perform in full cosplay getup. Uh, so they're dressed up like like Boba Fett and stormtroopers and, and you know whatever. So you can't see any of their, any of their faces. And the one one performance footage I found of them playing that song was at some con- you know convention somewhere, you know Star Wars convention or whatever comic book convention. And there was no real drummer on stage. The guys were just standing there, not moving, playing their instruments. And in front of them, they had these these dorks prancing around with lightsabers. So you couldn't even see what the musicians were doing. Like, like, how is this even about the music now at this point? Is it just about the toys they're running around with? So that that part kind of annoyed me. So I don't really know much about the band, like who's in it. it it's quite possible it's just one guy who's playing all the instruments. I, I don't know. And then maybe they're just maybe they're just miming the parts on stage. But the way those songs are pieced together to, for a, a rock band, I think it's like two guitars, bass, and drums. It's really quite good. So I highly recommend the Galactic Empire. Check it out. Yeah. All right. Um, another, you reminded me of an, another piece that I don't listen to enough that I think is phenomenal is Glenn Campbell playing classical gas. Uh, out of this world. Alice World, so good, and um, uh, a lot of the instrumental pieces to kind of get tied up in in repetitive seg- sections over and over again. Not this. This is uh, just really, really cool, catchy melody, great tempo, well, so well executed. I've been watching a lot of Glenn Campbell live stuff, but uh, that's that's '70s stuff, '70s '80s stuff. When he's a, I guess just playing guitar is as easy as it is for me to screw up playing guitar. He just, just so flawless. Such an incredible yeah. Uh, yeah, maestro. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, my favorite soundtrack is The Sound of Music, but we know that, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, good. 
Just so you know. Do you have a favorite soundtrack? Do you? A lot. Pick one. Yeah, it's not that many, huh? What's, what about what about uh, uh, Pulp Fiction or that's pretty, oh, good. That's pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, it's just because we were talking about that. We're talking about the yeah, yeah. We mentioned that earlier today. Yeah. Surfrider, I think. Surfrider. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a couple of favorite soundtracks when they come from certain composers. I don't know. I have to think about it. I, I know. Should, should, that. That. should be at the top of your head. It's hard because you want to think favorite movie. You're like you want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, do I like the movie? You yeah. Start to think. But yeah, there's rare. There's it's, it's rare that I've sat through a movie and go, oh, I like this. Oh, I like that one. Oh, I like that one. But sound music being a musical, and every song being pretty, pretty there, fun. There aren't a whole lot of movies now, unless it are yeah. like really good songs like that that are they're not written for the film. How to be single? <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, but you know, it, it just seems like scores, film scores in general, just aren't as memorable or as catchy as they used to be. Maybe this is a thing about getting older. But even like, remember the Untouchables? We talked about the Untouchables briefly a couple shows ago. But that had really great music in it. You know what I'm talking about? The I can't, I can't even summon it to, to memory right now. Do, do you recall the Untouchables soundtrack? No, no, no. no oh, really? Same. Okay. Yeah, the soundtracks have changed. Yeah, I guess I'm, like, I'm not proving my point. Right it's now. like top songs, right? Like the most popular songs or songs get on these movies instead of it being like scores written, you know, yes. things like that, you know. Um, the 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 first, I think it was the first one uh, of a True Detective, uh, Woody Harrelson yeah. and, and uh, Matthew McConaughey. There was a, I remember the music being very strange in that but really well placed. I thought, um, and, and, and it, it harkens me back to the old spaghetti westerns and how much I loved those, that kind of uh, Ghost Riders in the Sky style yeah. epics, you know, there wasn't just somebody sitting, 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 singing a song about missing his, you know, whatever. The, the great T-Bone Burnett is the guy who curated yes, that soundtrack. That's right. I couldn't think of one of the things he's famous for is putting together great great soundtracks and films. Check out the big brain of Brad. There we go. Yeah, I like the big scores that go with the scene. You know, they're like... You know, not to use okay, like, but, but here, here's another Kind of like, uh, you know, like, when the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie's out, like, they're, they're building the big scene and the music's with it. It's not like a... It's not like a song that's almost independent by itself. It's a song that goes with it. Yes. Yeah, so that's what I like. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's again back to the to the little spaghetti westerns. Those songs, although most likely plucked from an artist of the day or whatever, yeah. they they were put to fit the scene. It seems like now people are, are trying. Well, you know, my cousin's band's got a song, so we're going to put it here in the. You know, it just. It just Square peg and around all kind of stuff. So, um, so, so here's one for you uh, of of our current set list from Blackguards. Which song could fit in a movie right now? I have one in mind. Of our stuff? Yeah. Oh, El Paso. That's the first. That's the one yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, I know. I, I just think of that as uh, as a. Uh, oh yeah, I can see that. Absolutely, Peel yeah. FM for sure. Yeah. But El Paso, I, mean, I said that about it when you first wrote it. It just has a very cinematic 
quality to it, even yeah. without the lyrics. Um, the movie, Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead, you remember that one? Uh, no, we've talked about it before. Yes, it, it, it needs to be, uh, if anybody, anybody's in, into, into film, good, you know, but good score, decent, decent score, but one of those movies that would have gone way under the radar, I did go way under the radar, excuse me, but it was one of them that I was very, very pleased that I caught, um, lucky enough to see in the, in, in the movie in theater, but, uh, that song... I'm working on an original last night. I played you the the, Thank you. the thing, but it reminds me of, of, of a song. Oh, I know I've killed them before, but two 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 kills today. Rekilled, maybe. But uh, Blues Traveler. Think, uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Once upon a uh, come on. Yeah. Run around, run around, run around, run around, and then run the other around. one is, uh, yeah, the other. it's exactly the same, yeah, uh, anyway, well, uh, well, yeah, I think that, that is run around, yeah, it is, what's the other one, uh, the same, yeah, is that it, their only song, Are they kind of, no, 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 they have a, but they're all, there's another hit that's essentially the same song, I can't remember, yeah, uh, anyway, good, uh, die again, and then, uh, <coughs> anyway, Oh, so many. Shh, shh, shh. I have a killed or shine the light on Let's go. Yeah, so You're up. You kind of reminded me of where you killed there. Uh, I remember, I think I wanted to kill this earlier, but um, uh, if I had to pick one right now, I'd kill uh, Sweating Bullets by Megadeth. Ooh. Kinda, I just don't like the I don't like style. his voice. I, I, yeah, it, the rest is fine in that song. The voice yeah. is just, it throws me off every time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I try to I try to enjoy it, you know, because there's some Megadeth songs I'm, okay, I'm good with, like yeah. that are good. Yeah. I think it's the older ones, mainly, uh, like the ones back from you know when they first started. Yeah. But uh, just that one is very hard to get behind for me. I I, I have to jump in, but the 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 Hangar 18 by Megadeth, and I don't like his voice, but I can listen to that song because I groove in that song. Yeah. It's good. Now I've been. I, I, I've never gone to see Megadeth. I tell a lie. I bought Connor and his friend tickets because we were going to go see um, Suicidal Tendencies were supposed to open for them. And nice. they didn't open. They, Houston was the only date that they didn't play on. So we're at a fucking Megadeth concert. It's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Awful. Awful. No stage presence. No... Uh, uh, just... Oh, and, and, and uh, I think it was two or three songs in, Mustaine got all pissed off. Oh, what a shock. And uh, he storms off the stage and he goes and he fired the, the, the guy in the spotlight. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, fired him. That's what he was mad about? Was it like the spotlight lighting? guy? Well, he, yeah, he wasn't. I mean, he, 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 was, he was pretty bad. But, but still made a, you know, instead of having somebody go get rid of him, he left the stage, goes and then he comes back and then he tells everybody about that. Uh, anyway, so um, sorry. So go ahead. I had to jump in. No, you're fine. That was, that was actually funny. I didn't think. I didn't know that happened. I forgot you even went to that. I think I remember you telling me. Yeah, we'll cut that out. Yeah. Um, but and then my shine of light uh, is a little different. Uh, I don't. 
that's you know, many people of your people listen to you listen to this kind of music. Um, but it's another Irish singer. Uh, the song I want to shine a light on is uh, "From Eden" by Hoisier. Uh, or Ho- Hoisier, how do you ever say his name? Um, I think I think it was one of my friends who got me turned on to the song. I already liked him a little bit, but yeah. this is the song that really made me, oh my god, I love it, like, his voice is great, you know, his melodies are great, um, and my friend was like, this song reminds me of you, and I just can't figure out why, she's like, I don't know if it's just because the, the singer is Irish, or whatever, you know, it's just like, I don't know, and I listened, and I was like, oh, sure, it's gonna be something I'm not gonna really like, but I listened to it, and I was like, oh god, <laughs> I really like it, you know. Yeah. It's just like, What's the name of the song? It's called From Eden. From Eden? Okay. Yeah. I'll look it up. So, it's really nice. It's just, yeah, that's cool. I, I, love like when, I love when, I love when the, the, the song not only rises to your expectations, but then it turns into a, another song. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, you, you, you did, you, you've given me a lot of songs like that. Yeah. Where I was able to. It's like, you don't expect to like it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll still always, always be grateful for Rammstein. Okay. I, I don't know if I, I, I know I would have enjoyed them, but but because the, they'd always be off in, in the, you know, they'd always be out there, but close. Yeah. But ever since you, ever since we listened to them and your introduction to them, turned me on to, to made me a fan. Dude, they're awesome. Yeah, they're oh. freaking awesome. Yeah. There's no question. Yeah, I, I have moments where they'll come through my playlist. I'm like, ah! Yeah. And for two weeks, I'm like, all yeah. I do it, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Love it. And the art. I, yeah. I can't get over the art. So good. They're, they're, uh, they're visionaries. Yeah. They are. Yeah. And I, like a friend of mine said, uh, Kent, he said, uh, you know, those guys could start their own religion right now. <laughs> they could, I mean, well, they, they, they have. Basically. But. Phil Lindemann. Yeah. What's the, what's, the, what's the book called? Uh, I think it's on Dark Nights. This one I have. Beautiful. Yeah. You read. Yeah, you read me some of the stuff, and it was just. Yeah, it's just. He's got such. Yeah. You know, he has a lot of, I think, past pain, but yeah. he shows when he turns when he turns that into his yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. He struggled a lot growing up. You know, but he's, he's even in his solo project, he's shown great. Yeah. another band that uh, was really good live I never got into them CD wise but I, they just happened to see him at another show and it was Power Man 5000 you heard of them did that guy die the singer I don't know I don't yeah, know much they, about him other than dead. dude they rocked live I was yeah. like man this band I saw videos yeah it was I, just I from like start to finish I was like I don't need to see the headliner like <laughs> yeah. was badass yeah yeah that was a cool show there's a few bands you just stumble in like that yeah like well, I, what I, the, you know? So, 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 would that be one that you've? Uh, would that be one uh, somebody that you've seen in concert you didn't know about, and then you become a fan? Yeah, is that one of those moments? Yeah, yeah I wasn't. I think I bought a couple of their things there, but I it was uh, somebody I was like, oh, dude, they're awesome live. I was yeah. just telling everybody, just go see them live. Yeah. don't even listen to their shit. Just yeah. go see them live. Like that's how that's how that's how you got an intro into them. Yeah, just go see them. Did you ever do you ever come across anybody like that, Chad? Like, you see somebody in concert you never heard of and become a fan immediately? Uh, it, it, it's difficult now because it's hard to go see a because of the 
constraints, the budget constraints that they that they put in. It's hard to see two or three really good bands, um, like at the same at the, on the same venue. I know we went to see uh, when when uh, I took Tara to see Ghost. Um, what's it? Temple and Twin uh, Temple, Volbeat. Twin Temple, Volbeat. Twin Temple and Volbeat. And that's a that's a decent lineup, but everybody had like a minuscule amount of time to play yeah. so the headliner can do it. and understood you know you don't have you don't have all day all night to, to be on a show but um, now I you know I could see us opening for a social distortion uh, Reverend Horton he uh, saw that but a lot of the a lot of the places now it's pay to play if you want to go on the tour you have to pay these bands X amount of and, and what band has that income to start out losing money on a tour when it costs, you know, X amount for gas, X amount for lodging and food and maintenance and gear, you know. So anyway, not, not, not opening that can of worms again, but just to say, you know, the, 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 the days of going to see and I, I, I'm, I'm scrambling now the top of my head to uh, to, to, to think of that show but there was a couple of shows the SFX in Dublin that I went to see the RDS in Dublin where I, I, somebody would open and you'd go whoa you know yeah. I, I'm now a fan of him I can't think of anybody I heard that I obviously if I had become big fans of theirs that way I would remember who they are there's like there was somebody open for JJ McPherson when I first saw him play in Austin. He was really good. Don't remember his name. Um, that's about it. Most opening. I'm, I'm sorry to say, most opening bands I see are very forgettable. Or yeah. Even annoying. Like I just want to yeah. shut up. Uh, yeah. Case in point, when uh, when when we went to see Iron Maiden in Austin, the last tour, the Sinjitsu, um, the opening band was so forgettable and so weak stage-wise and musically and image you know everything everything was off but they were trying but but it had all been done yeah so it was it, you know it's so difficult it's, it's such a hard but I quick shout out right we gotta wrap this thing up we're we're, we're, we're already in uh, we've crossed three state lines and uh, we've only gone ten miles so um and that's nothing like us to uh, cross a line, right? So, um, so I, I do want to to say to our our friends in Houston and the surrounding areas, if you're out and you're looking for good rock and roll, you want to go see it. You want to see a really good band. Some uh, friends of ours that we've known for a while, but we've we've uh, we finally connected. We played a show with them. But I want you to go see the Kaleidoscope Project. Check them out. And I want you to also check out our friends up in Dallas, Punk Murray. They're doing a lot of the same stuff as we are, but uh, very, very fun. And uh, we're we're going to Blackguards as, as as now, you know, as as um, in Trilogy Cop and stuff like that. We're going to we're going to start looking and starting to, to play in places that do not typically uh, do live music. We're, and that's going to continue as long as these these places that we're that we're. You know, a, a lot of these places that we have, like tonight we're going to Arkansas, um, 
to Little Rock, the Hibernian Tavern in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, they don't have TVs anywhere around where the music is. They don't have tables that face the back, you know, everything in there is aimed at the stage and people come in there for the music and they have live music there all the time. It's just, it, it's incredible. And that's why, that's why we're driving this obscene amount of fucking miles to go play a show and come back because it's, you know, the Hawk Winery was fun because it's set up around the music and, um, you know, all, all the Cobanons, all that same stuff. The places that we absolutely adore playing are the places that we just, we don't have to compete with the basket weaving tournament on the fucking 12 big screen TVs in front of the stadium. So, we say that, do want to direct you to our friends that are playing live music that are doing a really good fucking job and they're, uh, they're, they're, they're bringing you something different. They are doing covers as well, but they're also bringing you a, a they're bringing you an energy and a passion that's been lacking. Like Chad said, you know, it, when you go see an opening band or you go see a band and they're just kind of staring at the floor, or they're not. Uh, they're, you know, the few gates were there. Sharon said, she goes, you know, I never see the same show. That's what we want. You don't want to. You don't want to just pick up, throw it into the next. You know. So, oh, and last, second, lastly, and lastly, and lastly, we've got the shows for Ireland picked out. Now, we mentioned that we're going to Ireland a few times, but I, I do want to say that we have uh, nearly nailed down Galway. Yep, we've got Killarney and then Cork and Dublin, or well, Bray. So, yeah, looks, looks like, so we got that. So yeah, up, dude. I know, so I know. Hot. I'm so excited. But that's what you get. So, so, yeah, we, it's just as usual. Don't turn off your TV. We're going to have, we, we, we got great news from our friend V yesterday about Ireland. Some more stuff going to be unveiled here. And then we're going to have, we said a week, uh, we said a few weeks back that we're going to do a, uh, a, just a small clip of, um, of our do's and don'ts and things to bring and what you need for Ireland. We're going to have that. Actually, we've, we've uh, delegated it to Doc. So, Dennis O'Carroll is going to give us a, uh, a rundown of what we need, what to bring, blah, 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 and it's going to be brilliant. So, we're going to do that this week. All right. FYI. So, we're so glad that you are listening to us here on Slabbercast. And uh, a lot more coming. And, and I think next week we're going to have Heidi. And uh, Tara, thank you for the camera work. Handy to camera. And uh, thank you all for coming to the shows. Check it out at uh, Patreon, we love you. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's get to it. Let's go rock. Yes. Little rock. Little rock. See you. Cheers.